Welcome to the BS Gamers Podcast. I am one of your hosts today, Quinn, and I'm joined also by Chase. Hey guys, what's up? And uh, you know what time it is. It is Monday, the 29th, and it is time to talk about news, gaming news specifically, that has been uh, coming out over the last week. And we have a so lot you know to the, cover. We do have a lot, a lot to There's cover. There's been a yes. lot of stuff happening this week, so it'll be yeah. fun to get into. Well, what are some of the top stories of this week, Chase? Well, some of the top stories are is that uh, GTA's casino is getting a lot of um, controversy and it's been banned in over 50 countries. And then another one that's been big as well is that Tesla's adding games to their cars. So you may be able to play it driverless. And then finally, the last big one that we're going to talk about is that GameStop is getting a big future layout change, meaning that they may be selling retro games, etc. We'll get more into that. But yeah, there's going to be some big changes to how GameStop functions. Yeah, big changes all around. And you know the format, so what we're going to do is we're going to cover all the news immediately here in a few seconds. And then after that, we'll have a discussion section so that we leave out all the fat in the actual news, and then we can talk about our opinions later on. If you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us on Twitter. You can tweet us at Podcast. And then what we would really appreciate is that after you listen to this, or maybe even while you're listening to it, leave us a review. We're a small podcast, and every review counts. All right, couldn't, send, couldn't have said it better myself, sir. <laughs> All right, Quinn, are you ready to get into it? Let's get in. All right, starting off with the game releases of the last week, we have Tetris Effect on PC, which looks really cool. Actually, I think I might buy this. It looks really awesome. Um, Beyond Two Souls is also released on PC, which is an older game. We also have Kill a Kill the Game coming out for PS4 and PC. We also have Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot coming out for PS4 and PC. Trine 3 The Artifacts of Power coming out on Switch. Fire Emblem Three Houses comes out on Switch, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, Chef is on PC and Switch, and Fantasy Strike is on PS4 and Switch. And the last two we have is... Power Rumi, which is on Xbox One <laughs> and Switch. I have no idea what that game is. I'm sorry. Uh, and Wolfenstein Youngblood coming out for pretty much every console. Except for probably Switch. That's how it normally works. Um, Alright, let's get into what has been changing in games. So, uh, we mentioned earlier that the casino in GTA has been blocked. And in fact, it's been blocked in over 50 countries. Not USA yet. Probably will soon, but there is a big debate coming on with the game community on game community on gambling. Specifically, you've been hearing a lot in the news about loot boxes. We've talked about it as well, and so GTA released a DLC which allows you to gamble in these casinos with GTA dollars. Now, these GTA dollars can be bought with real money, which is where the issue lies. However, uh, at least with Rockstar's, you could say, defense against this is that it cannot be converted back these uh, these GTA dollars, at least with a first party um, or some form of like actual way of changing it back. And yeah, over like as I said, over 50 countries prevent this future and more will come. Another interesting thing that has been coming up is that Fortnite is showing signs of decline. Superdata, a data aggregation site, has reported a large monetary decline in Fortnite's monthly earnings. 
Fortnite pulled in roughly $2.4 billion in 2018, but since January of 2019, the game has seen a 48% decline, 48% decline in revenue month after month, which is pretty insane. Nuzu also reports that Fortnite has seen a drastic drop-off in viewers on Twitch as the game and genre of Battle Royale loses popularity. Although the last update was probably one of the coolest, as a mech fought off a giant kaiju across the map, it wasn't even in the top 10 most watched seasons, which is kind of crazy. In other news though, Fortnite's esports scene continues to grow, in contrary to the, the generic scene of Fortnite, as its last major competition set the highest concurrent viewership on Twitch, with 1.5 million concurrent viewers. So is Fortnite dying? I think it still remains to be seen. Switch is fixing drift and controllers for free. So if you don't know what this drift is, it basically is your Joy-Con without any input from you is moving maybe your character or whatever uh, thing you're using in your game. So without your input. So what has happened is that there's a lawsuit against Nintendo, a class action lawsuit dealing with the controller issues, and Nintendo decided... No, rather than dealing with the lawsuit, we're just going to fix everyone's Nintendo controller for free. So as long as you have it, you do not even need a receipt. You can contact Nintendo, you can send in your Joy-Cons, and then they will fix it for you for free. Moving on to some larger industry news, Tesla adds more games to their car's uh, arcade. In a new marketing trailer, they showed off their newest addition to the Tesla Arcade, which is chess. So you now will be able to play chess in your car when it's charging. And they also have like a Mario Kart type of game. It's like Tesla Kart or something. And they have a few other games as well. A lot of Atari uh, ripoffs, which is kind of cool. But Elon has actually talked about bringing both Unity and Unreal to Teslas, which means there's potential for full-fledged games showing up on a Tesla car. Um, and they've even showed off Cuphead at the latest E3, which is pretty cool. So maybe in the future, you'll be able to play large games in your Tesla while it charges. GameStop plans to make future changes to their layout design with their, some of their GameStops. New CEO has decided that with hitting an all-time low with their stocks, that they're going to make some at least interior changes and... Um, you can say objective changes to their uh, to GameStop. For example, they're going to be having a retro store to purchase older games, uh, and then they will also be having homegrown eSport-related tournaments. In some sad news, the Hand of Fate developer is closing. So the Hand of Fate developer Defiant Development is now in, quote, caretaking mode, end quote. They're focused on maintaining its current titles and employees instead of developing new games. Unfortunately, though, several employees have already been let go, and the end is kind of in sight. The company made a statement saying, When we started this studio, we did so with a clear goal in mind, to hire great people, to create great games, and to do that in an ethical manner with respect for our team and our audience. They also said, When the model succeeds, it delivers things you could never have considered possible, but when it fails... It leaves you without a safety net. So like I said, as things are coming to a close, the studio actually put out a trailer for a game they wanted to work on, 
but we may never see it finished, unfortunately. The trailer was called A World in My Attic, and that was the title of the future game they were working on. China is implementing new anti-addiction laws in video games. China's government, along with Tencent, a very large gaming company who owns uh, video game companies in the United States, such as Riot Games, and also they are large stakeholders in Epic Games and Blizzard, are basically regulating games in China to prevent addiction. For example, League of Legends has a two-hour restriction for players under 18 and they are required to log in with their national ID. China is also proposing a social credit system in order to follow rules and rewards you or penalize you based on how you do, for example, taking out the trash, etc. However, uh, in, in relation to that, this may affect how companies work with the government, seeing as though they will get rewards for complying with their laws and rules. Some changes are coming to the newest Fire Emblem, and although the game has already been out, Fire Emblem Three Houses has announced that they're going to be replacing the voiceover for one of the game's male protagonists after he was accused of sexual assault. Chris Noasi, the voice actor for this character, came out with several large apologies on his blog, talking about his emotional abuse towards others and sexual assault towards his ex-girlfriends. Even though Niosi has apologized, Nintendo said that they're going to be re-recording all the voice lines with the new actor, Zach Aguilar. This update should release in the next couple of months. All right, let's head on to our discussion. What do you think about uh, the GTA casino debacle? Well, this is a uh, like whole controversial thing in its own right. First off, you said that it's going to be banned in the U.S., and I highly doubt that. But There's a good but. chance based on this loot box re- relationship with it, because I know it's not banned at the moment in the United States, but it's getting a lot of traction. Um, not right. specifically so I, GTA related, but the loot box issue itself. Right, and I think that I think that has more sway over the situation than GTA. And I think that's the 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 weird thing about this GTA update is that it's literally in the U.S. government and in Parliament in the U.K. There is lots of debate, legal debate about loot boxes and are they gambling are they not gambling should they be banned for minors stuff like that and then gta is like fuck it we're just bringing gambling to our game straight up uh (laughs) which is kind of ridiculous but at the same time it is it's different because i think loot boxes and gambling are inherently different in a lot of different ways right like it, like, it's, it, hard, the, it's hard it's hard it's starting yeah. to it's starting i there are differences but they're starting to blend in a lot right. of ways and i think it one thing that we want to cover in the future i know we want to talk about loot boxes in the future but i think it's hard to talk about loot boxes when there are so many different versions of how they work especially because on one end and i would say the more legally questionable end 
which is uh, Valve's system on Steam with games like CSGO and Dota, where you pay to open up a crate, right? You have to pay currency or Steam currency, but Steam currency is actually tied to real-world currency. So you pay currency to open a crate. This crate can then give you a digital item that has real-world value. It might only have steam value in a first party market but steam value can be easily traded for real world currency in other third party markets so it's very questionable that practice but then you have something like let's say overwatch where you spend money to open crates that give you cosmetics that cannot be traded in any market, not first or third party, unless you sell your account. But that that makes a little sense in a lot of different ways. So basically... But you can also buy money or buy money in Overwatch to be able to do these loot boxes and purchase stuff in the game, correct? You just pay money for loot boxes and they automatically open. Yes, okay, but the so thing it's is- not much different from the GTA gambling one. Right. So this but is an interesting. It, it thing. actually it's it is completely different because in GTA, your in-game currency can purchase items that I believe you can trade with other people. Mm, so but so in the end though, you can't like let's say play on your PS4 or PC even and then get money in that sense. You actually have to like I don't know, use Venmo or some other uh, oh if you want to if you want to do like a third party like actually get u.s currency out of it but i'm saying there is zero way to get your u.s currency out of overwatch's loot box system there there's no incentive there's no incentive because there is no uh, market value for the cosmetics in overwatch while in gta there potentially is more market value in items and uh I think there is an active way to sell and trade within the game. So there's already a first party market, which then incentivizes a third party market where you can sell for money. Mm-hmm. But because there's no market at all in Overwatch, the, I think those loot boxes are the quote unquote, like most legal way to do loot boxes because there's no gambling whatsoever. Besides you're just paying money for cosmetics. And just to double check, because I understand Rocket League a little bit better, can you, like, I know that we're able to trade keys, which are quantifiable, I guess, right. in a sense. So, um, is it the same aspect as Overwatch, where you have to use a third party, or there's absolutely no way to, or or, or is uh, Rocket League the same way as Overwatch, is what I'm trying to say. No, get Rocket at. League is completely different than Overwatch, because Rocket League, you can trade items. That That's a okay. first party So you cannot market. trade in Overwatch, period. No, you cannot. You, there's okay. no trading. There's It's it's only bound to your account. So um, basically, if you are able to trade in a game, then it's open to uh, right. monetary then, value. Right. Once once you have a, an, a feature to trade or sell within a game, then there is a first party market, which then assigns value to items. Mm-hmm. In Overwatch, there is no trading, and you you'd basically have to buy somebody's account, but no one's going to buy your account just for one cosmetic thing because you can easily earn in-game currency to purchase the cosmetics you want. Mm-hmm. 
So you can either you you get fr not only do you get free loot boxes in Overwatch, but you can literally just pay to get the cosmetic you want instead of using a random chance. So they're pretty much like literally the most legal quote unquote consumer friendly version of a loot box. Because there's no trading and you can literally get what you want if you don't get it from a roll. Right. And and to get back to the GTA gambling thing, um I I'm still on the fence about this. I think it's not as big a big of a deal as a lot of people are making out of it because in the end you still can't. I mean, as you said that there is a way to get third party um player party, you know, let's just say players uh to somehow make a monetary value out of it, like get money out of it. But for the most part people don't do that. I would assume if you're trading, you're just trading with friends or something like that. But the issue I think uh, can also be big is that they're allowing um, gambling in the game, like as if you're playing a, a normal game of gambling. Does that make sense? Like right. that could be an issue in itself. It's kind of like uh, this game is one of the biggest games out there right now. You were mentioning this off of uh, uh, the podcast, maybe the biggest of all time for a lot of consoles, in fact this this new gta game and so like they're you're getting people who are unfortunately underaged who are playing mm. these games and uh are going to get this habit of wanting to perhaps play these gambling games in uh, uh real life at a casino and so that could be an issue in itself that being said pokemon had a casino uh game and that was for underaged that was for people under 18. It didn't even have a mature rating on it. It had a pachinko, which is essentially right. gambling. So, well, I mean, so here's, here's the thing with that is it is not gambling. Like the definition of gambling is that you pay money for the potential of earning more money or earning money at all. That is what makes a game gambling. Yes. Anyone um, can go to the app store and download Texas Hold'em. Or blackjack. It the games themselves are not gambling, right? You don't you can't get anything monetarily out of it necessarily, right? Even if you pay microtransactions in a in a Texas Hold'em app, that that is not considered gambling, right? By law, not not that it might change in the future, but like that is in its in of itself not gambling. So it's weird. Like this is like a pseudo gambling, right? Because it's it's trying to portray real life gambling in GTA, but it's not. Like yeah. ultimately, it's not unless you consider the fact that you can spend money to get GTA money, and that's where the gray area lies. Is right, the fact that's that you the can gray area because it. just from looking it up right now, because I I didn't I don't know for sure if you can actually trade stuff in GTA, and it looks like you can, but it's really difficult. Like, the only way to actually transfer things is you can transfer money, but it's kind of a, a difficult process. So, there might not even be a first-party market in GTA anyways for this whole... Um, so, because there's not a first-party market, the GTA casino might be even less of a deal, like a big deal. Right. And what is just concerning to countries is that they just ban any gambling anything anyways... So that's why you have countries like Syria and stuff like that are on this list of 50 banned countries because like they just don't allow 
any gambling, type of gambling period, to begin yeah. with. Although I didn't see England and France in 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 the list. Really? So, yeah, I was just looking through it right now. Um, well, that's weird too because the UK just said that the loot boxes are not considered gambling. Well, I guess this is this is, this is gambling, not loot boxes. But yeah, they're they're very questionable me, on how they're thinking about things in games check. at the moment. Uh, yeah, it's not France not coming up either. None of those guys. Oh, they're not there. They're not there. They may be uh, if there is an update to this. Oh no, I uh, thing, I think but. that many of the the more internet online savvy countries won't ban it maybe australia because australia is like very touchy about this sort of stuff but i don't i don't see england or the u.s or anyone doing anything about it because it's not it's like it's it's less concerning than loot boxes i think all right let's move on to um tesla adding games to their cars um i'm pretty excited for this because i've been just like okay i'm i know i've been saying on the air or the podcast i don't have a job but i really want a tesla (laughs) (laughs) everyone wants a tesla Tesla. yeah it's like the new gray poupon and all the all the rappers used to put gray poupon in their lyrics and now they're all talking about teslas in their lyrics (laughs) the reason why i want the tesla so bad is like i live in los angeles and los angeles has a great like community use case dealing with uh like um essentially electricity and then all electric cars and so, like, there is a place I can go to that is really close. I think it's literally the Target that's right next to me, uh, and put, uh, you know, and you know, fill up my Tesla, quote unquote, or however that exactly works. Charge your Tesla. Charge it. <laughs> fill it up. Uh, and so, it's really fun that not only are they trying to make Tesla more uh, consumable for a majority of um you could say people who want to buy the car because they're trying to lower the price that the fact that they're going to be adding games to it i mean that's that sounds they awesome they already do have games it's, it's not even the like yeah the... but who wants to play those games <laughs> who wants to play chess and uh mario kart or how, how fun kart? like when i go on the airplanes and play those games that they have on the right, uh, right. screen they're, they're terrible airplane games that's a good way to put it yeah, yeah they're airplane games but if they're trying to add Unity and Unreal, uh, these engines, so that they can have like Cuphead, probably Skyrim. Skyrim will be on here. Okay. <laughs> uh, it'll be really fun just like going on a road trip and being able to just relax for a little bit. Or what would be even a, a great, a very interesting future would be like you can port your Steam uh, library to the Tesla and then you can right. just play it there. Right. Or uh, even like you, you briefly mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show was that once the cars are fully autopilot safe, you could just play games while you're taken to wherever you want. Oh my god, that would be so great. You can just enjoy your time. Like I've always wanted the idea of reading a book in a, like a driverless car, right. but now I get to play video games in a car. Holy shit. I yeah, would it'd be, be pretty bonkers. insane. But you would need a really good graphics card in there, but maybe they'd just absorb that price because it, it's, it's they only can make a it costly effective. They can make it costly like, and eff- uh, not costly and like very eff- efficient in the car. Right. They, it wouldn't be that big of a cost. And plus, if you're spending $30,000 on a car, you can spend a couple hundred to get a better graphics card. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it raises interesting questions for sure because. 
then there's going to be a whole series of laws on gaming in your car (laughs) while it drives itself uh i feel like or like will it be a distraction i'm sure it won't let you actually play games while you drive i'm sure that's not going to be an option i i mean at the moment yes for sure right right it'd be interesting to see like at what point is it going to be where you do not have to pay attention while you're driving like it's like a taxi because when you're in a taxi i can go on my phone and there's no law against that oh this is what i wanted to say is the tesla with the incoming of cloud gaming where you could potentially download the stadia app or the steam link app or the xbox um scarlet app and you could just play you could just stream your games to your tesla so you doesn't even need a graphics car stadia should become best buds with tesla right honestly it wouldn't it still wouldn't work because the (laughs) bandwidth required to to stream like your tesla would basically have to be at your house anyways to be on the wi-fi they do have it where cars can have onboard wi-fi or something right but it's even even wi-fi stadia recommends that you be tethered into a direct connection like they want you on a a ethernet line yes we need google fiber somehow inside the car and without anything in the ground (laughs) right so maybe (laughs) one day in the future you know by that point everyone's going to be either dead or in flying cars so we'll see yeah flying cars was supposed to happen like 50 years ago and that never happened right Uh, all right do you want to move on to gamestop and big changes so yeah let's talk about gamestop this is interesting at least to me because um gamestop i don't really go to Right, and, and for everyone else, GameStop is a, if you're not in the U.S., GameStop is just a U.S. retailer for disc video, disc-based video games, and they resell games, so you can go to them and sell stuff. You can sell, like, a lot of good games, and they'll only give you five bucks, but <laughs> hey, it's an option, I guess. Yeah, so it's not very good right now with the advent of the digital gaming market. Um Right, it's you, it's pretty much dying, it, like blockbuster. And yeah. with the fact, like Steam, you can get large discounts. You know, that's probably where GameStop would have tried to kind of um, sell their used games, uh, is like getting these discounts on them so that you would purchase them for cheaper. But the right. thing is that the, you get lots of discounts with Steam. PS4 is uh, has these monthly discounts. You get free games. If you have PS Plus, well, to, to GameStop's credit, their resale market is how they make their money. Yes, that is true. But it's going—I don't think it's going to last for long. If things are like with Epic Games, where they their store is trying to slash prices, they're taking ten dollars off per game. Right, but I that's mean, also PC exclusive at the moment. Yes. Like I think GameStop's I, is mainly focused on consoles. I, I agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying that I think the way it's going is the digital market and that right. there's going to be price drops that are eventually going to destroy GameStop's resale market. I, I think I hear what you're saying, but <laughs> like we've talked about in a previous episode, actually, when we talked It'll about why games are $60, um, the the 
console digital marketplaces do not drop price prices significantly. Uh, Nintendo specifically does, but PS4 and Xbox has has been jumping on the bandwagon a little bit more about that. Yes, it's still very rigid and nowhere near right. compared to PC. And but so that's where GameStop it. makes its money. It doesn't care about the PC, to be honest, because it unless well, for, when Fortnite was out, yeah, it did because it sells you V bucks and stuff like that. But um, yes, its main market is console resale and console game resale. And like we mentioned, they're even looking into retro because retro resale is the one of the more profitable uh, in the in the gaming hardware space. And- that is 100% true because retro games, obviously, you're not going to be able to get every game on an emulator to be able to play on your PlayStation or your PC, at least legally. You can illegally. That is that is not an issue. You can get any yeah. game you want so long as it's a retro game. I mean, you have to debate how old are you talking about. I mean, they're up to PS3 now generation to be able to get games illegally. Um, right but in terms of retro games it's a weird the the problem is is that gamestop knowing gamestop they're gonna pay you five dollars for your mario 64 when it sells in the retro market for like forty dollars yeah and maybe if it's rarity or whatever right and no one who owns mario 64 will sell it for five dollars to gamestop no so it's curious to how they think they're going to pull that off because anytime i've seen any retro game anything the people in that market are so educated on the prices of retro games that i have like how is gamestop even going to gain retro games they're gonna how who's gonna sell their games to gamestop no one and there exist markets already i don't think that they're huge but there do exist markets like if I go to LA, I can find eight different um, retro stores that do sell this right, stuff or right. like comic that book are shops. Way more passionate about it and have way more information and accurate mm-hmm. information as to how things, how much things cost locally and internationally and stuff like that. And you're not going to be able to buy these games in large bulk necessarily. So they right. can't be able to sell it for cheaper. They have to kind of just find it. Right. So it, it basically they're getting into a marketplace. They're trying to be the the large retailer of something that has mainly been a mom and pop shop or locally traded or small tight knit community um, market. So, it'll so be I don't know to how see it's going to work. Do it, yeah. Right. Um, if that becomes like we like we also said is that these are. These changes are happening to specific GameStops. It's not a widespread change yet. Um, and I think it's just the C- new CEO of GameStop, I think he's just desperate, to be honest. Like, I right. think they're basically at an all-time low in their stock price. It, I think if they go down 5%, 5 cents, they've literally hit their all-time low. And it doesn't look like it's getting any better. So I, on- I honestly think their best bet is to go to the eSport area but i know we talked about this off air that there's not a lot of money to be made if you're gonna have them at your GameStop, right um yeah you can take a percentage off but i think that's their best chance just because uh when i think about e-gaming there's only um or e-sport gaming there's only the really big ones and i never can really think of any small ones like when you play sports such as tennis 
I can go and find a tournament quite easily. I can pay $60, win $1,000 prize money, and they're, they're almost everywhere. I can mm-hmm. find one within a 30-minute zone of me. Right. Um, so I think there is some potential to maybe make some money, but nowhere near to increase their stock prices to a all-time high. Like they're, they're, I think it's, they're done. It's going to be really hard to turn around their downward slope for sure. Um, another thing, I just from going to a GameStop recently when I sold my PS4, um, they've already made changes to what they their brand identity is. I guess like they have a lot of clothing and like backpacks and they come uh, out with exclusives in DLC or like other like characters. Can't remember what they did recently, but they did something. I feel like with some Pokemon games. Well, um, but that's, basically, that's they have been the case forever. They've always had like exclusive offers. But I'm talking about the physical store. The mm-hmm. physical things they are selling are becoming less and less discs and more and more merchandise for games. And I think right. that in some way could benefit them as they keep going this route, where they're like, "Yeah, we sell games, but we also sell gaming shirts and gaming." paraphernalia and if you are a kid and want a minecraft backpack we got minecraft backpacks we got um a fortnite figurines we have all this like other stuff that's gaming related but you're not really going to find unless you look online so maybe it can just become this like generic gaming store instead of we sell games store but that's you know who knows if that's even going to work if that even works at all. I don't know if it's working at the moment, but mm-hmm. I just see GameStop going out the door as time goes on, to be honest. Yeah. With with things I like agree. Amazon in the marketplace. You have Amazon, you have you got Best Buy and Best Buy is probably hurting a little bit. You have all these digital marketplaces as well. It's it's a rough place to be. Yeah. I think uh it's eventually gonna be that if you're gonna have a store, it's gonna be at your house. And you're going to just ship right. it. <laughs> right. It's all going to be digital or, yeah. or digitally or transactions based. Either di- yeah, exactly. Digital transactions is the way to go. You're not going to go and physically go to the store anymore. Right. We're all going to have our little pods and have things <laughs> shipped to our doors. We're going to eat at our pods. We're going to do everything in our pods. <laughs> Government shank- sanctioned pods. We're going to turn into China. It's we're going to have like to Wally. log into games with our user IDs and we're going to kick off <laughs> after two hours. It's going to be like Wally, Quinn. It's going to be like Wally. <laughs> it already is Wally, man. I'm already like the captain in Wally. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a, some good conversations, Chase. And honestly, I think we should talk about the China thing as well at some point because it, it seems yeah. like an interesting thing. I, I want to wait on it a little bit more. Um, or at least gather more information on it to make it a discussion itself. Because yeah. um, I was I was looking through this article and there was a lot on it, but it felt like I needed more information than what it was giving me. Right. Because I think there there are a lot of connections that they talked about, such as the uh, credit system, the social credit system, yeah, and how that would relate to gaming more directly. They didn't really quite. Uh, make that connection and so i want to get into that later especially like other countries more so about an- uh, anti-addiction and that would be interesting in itself yeah yeah well i hope you guys enjoyed listening to the podcast uh 
I think the best way to get a hold of us is through Twitter, guys. I always say this. You can get a BS, hold of us. BS Gamers Podcast. You can hear it by Quinn screaming. <laughs> but you know what's more important than going onto Twitter, guys? I mean, at least important to us. Leave us a, a review. Leave yes. us a review on the podcast, please. I beg, Chase begs, we're on our hands and knees. Yes, Daddy, BS Gamers Podcast. <laughs> do us a favor. We'll do you a favor. Wink, wink. All right? <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you later.